it's essentially the same unappreciative crowd full of scumbags from last night. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. My name is Sean, coming to you from London, Ontario, Canada. I want to thank you for joining me, whether you're listening to on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or any of the other dozen outlets that supply podcasts all over the internet. You can also now catch me on Podcoin, where you can also earn money just for listening to podcasts, whether it's this one or any other podcast that you happen to be interested in. Be sure to join us over on our Facebook page, where every day we celebrate the superstar of the day, celebrating somebody's birthday, and Alex Acosta will have a viewing party every night around 7 o'clock. If you have a comment, suggestion, or want to be a part of the show, Send me an email at gumbagswrestling at gmail.com and we'll find a way of getting you involved with the show. I'll be right back. These short messages with some update on upcoming events for Smash Wrestling along with looking back at Rebellion from Impact Wrestling and the goings-on in the wrestling world from WWE. Following the news that the former hottest free agent in pro wrestling, Kenny Omega, is joining AEW, London Comic Con can finally announced that the best belt machine is making his way to Southwest Ontario for London Comic Con 2019 this October. Omega will be available to meet fans, sign autographs, and host a special VIP video game tournament. More details and announcements are coming soon. Check out London Comic Con for more details. Hello, do you or someone you know have a business that you'd love to have advertised here on our podcast? Well, give me a shout at our email address, scumbagswrestling at gmail.com, and let us know how we can help you advertise to the listeners of this podcast. We'll give your business a shout-out, including information on how people can reach out to you and information on your services. You hear the rumble in here? 
The rumble is the sound of progression and fundamentals are being made at the wrestling factory. This is Tyson Dukes and you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling podcast, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Let's check out what happened on Smash Wrestling this past weekend. Smash Wrestling returned to the Franklin Horner Community Center last Saturday for just a little dramatic. It was a stacked card, including the first and second round of the Smash Wrestling Tag Team Invitational Tournament. Here are some of the results, thanks to James Weber from Ringside with Chops. Violet Lee beat the muscle and earned herself yet another chain. Carter Mason picked up the victory over John Greed. Sebastian Suave beat Jason Kincaid in what was described as one of the best matches of the night. As part of the tag team tournament, Kill Screen, represented by Scotty O'Shea and Mark Wheeler, defeated Fight or Flight to move on to face the winners of the Pillars, Tyson Dukes and Brent Banks, who won over the Butcher and the Blade, Pepper Parks and Andy Williams. In the second round of the tournament, Killscreen ended up beating the Pillars to advance. And in the main event, Tarek retained his Smash Wrestling Championship over Kevin Bennett and the visiting Shinhiro Ishii. This event was recorded for a future episode of Smash Wrestling on the Fight Network and should debut in a few weeks. And now it's on to the Smash Wrestling calendar, which takes us from now until August with seven great events coming up. And that next event happens right here, May 26th at the London Music Hall for Get Your Fight On. Just this week, Smash Wrestling began announcing some of the matches that will happen at this card on May 26th. The Blade takes on Mike Bailey in what could be a preview of a first round of the Northern Tournament matchup. The Dawn of Disgraceland goes one-on-one with Brent Banks. And hot tag team action as Fight or Flight challenged Smash Wrestling Tag Team Champions Halal Beefcake. Smash Wrestling has also decided to institute absolute chaos as everyone wants to call their own shots. So they said prove it in this four-way non-title match featuring... Tarek, Carter Mason, Kevin Bennett, and Tyson Dukes. May 26th also marks the return to Canada by Psycho Mike Rollins after his tour with DDT Wrestling in Japan. Plus as well, TJ Perkins will be making his appearance with Smash Wrestling right here in London, Ontario, happening at the London Music Hall May 26th. And then just one week later, it'll be a huge weekend in Smash Wrestling as it's the Northern Tournament. Last year it was two events in one day. This time it's going to be two events in two days. And it happens June 1st and 2nd at the Franklin Horror Community Center in Toronto. The tournament consists of 16 of the best wrestlers from around the world who will be competing to be the winner of the Northern Tournament and move on to Super Showdown to face whoever the champion is that night. Those 16 competitors consist of the Ultimo Dragon, Josh Briggs, Tyson Dukes, Mike Bailey, Matt Cross, John Greed, The Blade, Anthony Green, 
Sebastian Suave, Jason Kincaid, Mike Rollins, Evil Uno, Carter Mason, Stu Grayson, Jim Strider, and rounding out the 16, the only female in the tournament, Lou Fisto. The matchups for these 16 participants have yet to be announced, but the winners of those eight matches will move on to the next round that will happen on June 2nd. Also on June 2nd, there will be a Smash Wrestling Championship defense. Smash Wrestling also announced that ahead of night two of the Northern, they present Meet Our Friends. They'll be sharing information uh, with their partners presenting matches in the upcoming weeks. Tickets are free if you have tickets to both nights of the Northern, or just $10 at the door otherwise. So once again, that is the Northern Tournament happening June 1st and June 2nd from the Franklin Horry Community Centre in Toronto, Ontario. Then that takes us to July 6th at the Franklin Horry Community Centre once again in Toronto for Just Add Wrestling. Smash Wrestling is bringing Sean Spears, formerly known as Ty Dillinger, back to Ontario. This will also feature the semi-final matches of the Smash Wrestling Tag Team Invitational Tournament featuring advancing teams from Smash Wrestling, FLQ, Innovate, Wild Zero, PWA, and UCW. We already know, as of last weekend, the Kill Screen will be representing Smash Wrestling in this branch of the tournament. Then, the very next night, July 7th, right back here in London, Ontario, at the London Music Hall, it's 10-10-10. That's right, Sean Spears is going to do two nights in a row in Toronto and here in London. So he'll be the featured performer that night, along with the finals of the Smash Wrestling Tag Team Invitational Tournament. Then six days later, Smash Wrestling makes its way down the 401 and into the countryside of Dresden, Ontario, as they return for a second straight year to the Ken Houston Memorial Agricultural Center for Smash Wrestling in Dresden. This event is presented by the Dresden Junior Kings hockey team, and they will be benefiting from the money raised through ticket sales. Last year, the Scumbags Wrestling had tickets for this, and we, once again, will have a 20-pack of tickets available for purchase. If you'd like to be a part of this and be part of the Scumbags Wrestling section, contact me either through our Facebook page or send me an email at scumbagsofwrestling at gmail.com. We have first and second row tickets at two separate prices. So be sure to contact me to get your tickets and help support the Dresden Junior Kings. This is also a shout out and invite to the wrestling nerds here in London to join the Scumbags Wrestling for this great trip. Then on Sunday, July 21st, Smash Wrestling returns to the Tannery Event Center in Kitchener, Ontario for the new kids on the block. The last time Smash Wrestling came to Kitchener, it was totally sold out, and they were a very hot crowd waiting for great wrestling action. Don't miss your opportunity to be at the Taste of the Tannery in Kitchener, Ontario for New Kids on the Block on July 21st. Then just announced this past week, Smash Wrestling comes back to Toronto to the Midtown Event Theater for Super Showdown 7. 
Last year at Super Showdown, the Smash Wrestling Tag Team titles were on the line in a boxes, ladders, and tables match. Plus, it was bookended by an amazing last man standing match with Sebastian Suave and Tarek, followed by Tarek being Joey Janela to become the Smash Wrestling Champion. Right there is enough fuel to want to go to this year's Super Showdown 7 because it's their WrestleMania of Smash Wrestling. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity. And that comes your way Friday, August 9th at the Midtown Event Theater in Toronto, Ontario. And finally, wrapping up this week's calendar of events for Smash Wrestling is Saturday, August 10th, The Summit happening at the Midtown Event Theater in Toronto. This will be a unique women's wrestling event collaborated by Smash Wrestling, Rise, Femme Fatales, and Shimmer. There'll be a meet and greet at 10 a.m., followed by the first bell at 12 noon. That's the summit happening August 10th at the Midtown Event Theater in Toronto. Tickets and more information for all these events can be found at smash-wrestling.com or on their Facebook page. Are you looking to get into the wrestling business? Well, look no further than the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory, located right here in London, Ontario. It's Tyson has over 20 years of experience in the wrestling world, and he's even been brought down to the WWE Performance Center to be a guest trainer. We've already seen the likes of Jordan James, Kyle Boone, Violet Lee, Jim Strider, Pharaoh Bowman, Chris Mitchells, and many more. Plus, the new generation that are coming from the second group, such as Josh Pine, Shiloh, Nova, Frankie War, and many more. You don't want to miss your opportunity to learn from one of the best in Ontario, if not all of Canada, or the world, in Tyson Dukes. So that's the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory. It's open Monday, Wednesday, and Thursdays, and located at 309 Exeter Road, here in London. Now for this week's Independent Wrestling in Ontario calendar. Brought to you by London Comic Con 2019, featuring Kenny Omega and Tim Curry. Happening at the London Convention Center, October 5th and 6th. On Saturday, May 4th, SKM Live Pro Wrestling presents the Penance Cup Tournament in Dunville, Ontario. It is the first ever Penance Cup Tournament who will stand tall and take the cup home. Along with the tournament, you'll see Joseph Alexif take on Garcinder Singh in a grudge match, plus the Pretty Ricky experience live. Then on Sunday, May 5th, Junction City Wrestling presents Mayhem. It takes place right there at Junction Craft Brewing in Toronto, Ontario. It's a family-friendly matinee with entertaining characters and extraordinary athleticism. Also on Sunday, May 5th, Pro Wrestling Eclipse presents By Royal Decree, happening at the Harmony Creek Community Center in Oshawa, Ontario. 
Some of the matches on that card will have Rex Atkins taking on Roscoe Brown. Cody Deaner will face off against Big Country Cadman in a title versus crown match. The PWE tag team titles are on the line as Champions Death Squad take on the pillars of Tyson Dukes and Tarek. Plus, a flame championship match with Lumberjill Rules, Beautiful Bia defends her title against Jules Malone. That's PWE presenting by Royal Decree Sunday, May 5th at the Harmony Creek Community Center in Oshawa, Ontario. Looking ahead to next week, Ring of Honor presents War of the Worlds, happening May 9th from the Ted Reeve Arena in Toronto, Ontario. War of the Worlds will feature stars like Gorillas of Destiny, Goto, Evil and Sonata, and many more. On Friday, May 10th, Barry Wrestling presents Break the Walls Down at the Maverick Music Hall in Barry, Ontario. Von Vertigo and John Greed found a common enemy in the pillars at the end of the last show. So these two sides need to sell their aggression and get it out somehow, and there'll be a tag team war with the pillars, Tyson Dukes and Tarek, taking on Von Vertigo and John Greed. Matt McLean of 93.1 Fresh Radio will be in the corner of Anton Alexis as the White Russian takes on his former best friend, the Golden Gun, Mark Wheeler. Brent Money Banks will take on the walking weapon, Josh Alexander. And Alexia Nicole faces off against London's own Violet Lee. Plus, Gabriel Ferreira takes on Jody Threat for the Barry Wrestling Women's Championship. It all goes down Friday, May 10th, as Barry Wrestling presents Break the Walls Down at the Maverick Music Hall in Barry, Ontario. Then the very next night, on Saturday, May 11th, Barry Wrestling presents the best indie show this month. You'll see the Golden Gun, Mark Wheeler, take on Black Lavender, Lionel Knight. After the Pillars boastfully complain about wanting some competition to defend their 400 North Tag Team Championships, they're going to be facing off against the Space Pirates. There'll be a submission match for the Barry Wrestling Heavyweight Championship as Tyson Dukes defends against challenger Holden Albright. That's the best indie show this month, presented by Barry Wrestling on Saturday, May 11th. Also on Saturday, May 11th, Battle Arts Professional Wrestling is happening at the Battle Arts Center in Mississauga. The rising stars of Battle Arts Professional Wrestling spring into strife in Don Kozlov Arena, this will feature heavyweight champion the Mighty Cadman, Karu, tag team champions Gonzalez and Black, Vanessa Love, and the new light heavyweight champion Chris Edwards, plus many more. And on Sunday, May 12th, Destiny Wrestling presents Sunday Night Power Slam at the Battle Arts Academy. It'll be their old school retro theme show with classic ring and Venue set up and prizes to be won for best wrestling costume. So dress up and have some fun with special guests and former WWE stars, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Gangrel from The Brood, DX member Badass Billy Gunn, plus Stone Rockwell, Channing Decker, Aiden Prince, and the Destiny World Champion, 
Josh Alexander. And finally, rounding out this week's calendar, Monday, May 13th, it's an evening with Hacksaw Jim Duggan, live in Brantford, presented by SKM Promotions at Manny's Place in Brantford. It'll feature comedy, a live Q&A, and you can watch Raw live on the big screen with Hacksaw Jim Duggan mic'd up. Plus, there'll be a meet and greet. Just like other shows with Mick Foley and Jake the Snake Roberts or even Ted DiBiase, Hacksaw Jim Duggan will be bringing his storytelling to the stage. You don't want to miss this opportunity to hear first-hand stories up close and personal with the wrestling legend live in Brantford, Ontario, Monday, May 13th with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And that wraps up another week of the Ontario Independent Wrestling Calendar brought to you by London Comic Con 2019 happening October 5th and 6th from the London Convention Center downtown London featuring Tim Curry and Kenny Omega. Tyson Dukes is currently one half of the Smash Wrestling Tag Team Champions and one of the pillars of wrestling in Ontario. He's had a very impressive career over the past two decades, and it's only natural that aspiring wrestlers would want to learn from a veteran of his caliber. Since October 2017, Tyson opened up the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory here in London, Ontario. Students learned all aspects of wrestling. The first graduates like Jim Strider, Violet Lee, and Jordan James are making their names for themselves on the indie scene. Whether you're a student or a supporter, you can now be a part of the club and purchase your own beautiful zip-up hoodie. They're just $40 up to extra-large and $45 for larger sizes. Contact Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory directly on Facebook to order yours today. Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea Part 2, the second wave, is getting ready to go, along with thousands of the friends of Jericho and me sailing across the ocean to have the best vacation of a lifetime. I want to tell you right now, the hottest wrestling promotion in the world today, All Elite Wrestling, will be there. That's right, some of the greatest rock and roll bands in the world, some of the funniest comedians on the planet, paranormal experiences where you'll be wondering, is this really happening? Well, the answer is yes. It is really happening, and so is Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea, Part 2, Second Wave. Sign up for all the info for this all-elite vacation now at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. I want you on board Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea so we can all sail away, man! We'll see you there. Oh, yeah! It's a path to the Hi, I'm the Fireball Kid, Jordan James, and this is the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. The Signature Spot with Chris Toplack is a weekly podcast available every Thursday that covers the world of professional wrestling. It's an easy-to-digest show that ranges from 30 to 40 minutes in length and focuses on show recaps, highlights from the week, industry news and rumors, full event previews along with predictions, topics of the week, and featured guests such as journalists and fellow podcasters. It's a professional yet personable show that's all about connecting with you. To subscribe, head over to youtube.com forward slash the signature spot or listen on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are available. And to be a part of the conversation, like the signature spot on Facebook. 
And now let's check out everything else that happened in the world of wrestling this past week. Last weekend, Impact Wrestling returned to pay-per-view at the Rebel Entertainment Center in Toronto for Impact Wrestling's Rebellion. And here are the results from Rebellion. Ace Austin won a six-pack challenge over Petey Williams, Eddie Edwards, Jake Kreese, Cousin Jake, and Aiden Prince. Raju of the Desi Hit Squad lost to Scarlett Bordeaux, who had followed Bra by her side. In six-man tag action, the team of Moose and the North, Josh Alexander and Ethan Page, defeated the Rascals. Taya Valkyrie defeated Jordan Grace to retain the Knockouts title. This was Grace's first loss in Impact Wrestling. Rich Swan retained his X-Division title by beating Sammy Callahan in an OVE Rules match. Tessa Blanchard defeated Gail Kim. At the end of the match, they both hugged and Gail was left in the ring to salute the audience one final time. Tessa Blanchard actually had her dad, Telly, at ringside, and Gail Kim had her husband, Robert Irvine, at ringside as well. Cage defeated Johnny Impact to become the new Impact World Champion. However, Cage is now out for an undisclosed amount of time, as during the match, he took a Spanish fly from the stage to the floor and really ended up hurting his back in that landing. They were able to finish the match. You can kind of tell that there was pain going on, and he did not make the TV tapings on Monday, nor the tapings this week in Philadelphia. And the main event saw LAX captured the Impact Wrestling Tag Team titles away from the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr., and Phoenix in a full metal mayhem match. At the end of the match, Conan had all four of them hug it out and celebrate together as the show ended. Before the cameras went off, the other talent from the locker rooms cleared out and came down to ringside to celebrate and also thank the fans for being there. Overall, I would say I did enjoy this pay-per-view. There wasn't a huge amount of wow factor for me, but it was consistent and it wasn't a lot of inconsistent crap that people are down on. And that's probably one of the big consistencies that has happened since Anthem has taken over. They have a long way to climb out, but with people like Scott Demore helping out and along with Don Callis and all the other people that they've recently picked up backstage giving hands including possibly Lance Storm, who might be a producer now for them. They're finding their own niche. They are not being shunned like you used to hear when Dixie Carter was involved and Vince Russo and everybody else. They're creating their own identity now, and it's an alternative that's not in your face, trying to be number two like they had been. And I guess that's the upside of things. They are at least another place for people to go to, and the entertainment is still now viable there. They have some great talent, 
And as long as they're able to keep that direction going, they have a chance of surviving still. Like people used to think they'll never be around. They're going to close. They're going to keep on closing. And we've heard that proclamation for well over a decade now with them. And they're still around, even though they've changed ownerships and everything. But right now it looks like they got the right direction. So congratulations to Impact Wrestling on their latest contribution with Rebellion. And we'll see what happens in the coming months as they lead up to Slambury. Make that Slammiversary, not Slambury. That's a WCW event. Just this past Friday night, Chris Jericho showed up at the Southern Honor Wrestling. A match had just finished in the ring and the lights went out. When they came back on, Jericho was in the ring with a chair and beat down the two talents who had just performed uh, their match at Southern Honor Wrestling. Before Jericho could continue his assault on the talent that was in the ring, the lights went out again, and when they came back on, it was Kenny Omega in the ring. Omega and Jericho ended up brawling, and it ended up also clearing out the locker room from Southern Honor Wrestling, and the heels and faces faced off. It was a whole all-out brawl. After it all cleared up, Kenny Omega ended up addressing the audience, thanked them for supporting independent wrestling and wanting to make sure that they present something great at All Elite Wrestling when they had their first event, Double or Nothing, on May 25th. Chris Jericho also uh, challenged for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship in a YouTube message that he put out there and that will happen on June 9th at Dominion. WDE is going to be presenting two events in the month of June as well, as they're heading to Saudi Arabia again, and it was announced that The Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, and Bill Goldberg will all be appearing on the next Saudi pay-per-view or special event that's happening at the beginning of June, and then they're going to be holding on Sunday, June 23rd, a new event replacing the name of Backlash with Stomping Grounds, and that's going to happen in Tacoma, Washington. So it's interesting to note that also Brock Lesnar announced that he is retiring from UFC and will not be returning, and they're going to go another direction with Cormier, and that match that was supposed to happen with Lesnar and Cormier is not happening since Lesnar's staying with WWE and doing the Saudi show next month. Bill Goldberg is making one more appearance, which people weren't probably sure if that was ever going to happen. And of course, with Undertaker being pulled from StarCast, this is another reason why he's going to be appearing for a wrestling match in Saudi Arabia. WWE is also apparently trying to mend fences and rebuild bridges with CM Punk, who may or may not be receptive to that. There's speculation that he might show up at Double or Nothing on May 25th. However, he's also going to be doing commentary for an event in California on that same night. So unless they're able to pull off something like how they did with Chris Jericho, taking him from one spot and flying him to the next and back, Punk might not be showing up at Double or Nothing, though 
Las Vegas and California aren't too far apart, so it is a possibility depending on timing for flights and events. And of course, Tony Khan could do a private jet. But either way, Punk seems to be a topic again since he made his appearance under a mask last weekend and hit a GTS. So might be a fact that CM Punk does want to get back into the wrestling business and that first appearance could officially be for All Elite or it could be back in WWE if miracles happen. And, of course, they always say, never say never. And with all the money being tossed around, I don't know if CM Punk is a money guy. He doesn't seem to be that type of uh, person that's going to be just selling out and returning because of money being thrown at him. But if they can at least mend fences, WD might see Punk back in the ring. Nobody ever expected Bruno Sammartino to be there or even the Ultimate Warrior. So anything can happen. This week, WD revealed the participants in this year's Money in the Bank ladder matches. Over on Raw, they were announced in two separate segments as Moment of Bliss moments with Alexa Bliss. On SmackDown, they didn't make a big announcement type deal in the same uh, manner. They just basically showed graphics and putting in people into the picture as they were being announced. And so we have eight participants from both Raw and from SmackDown. In this ladder match, we'll have Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and Carmella. Noticeably missing from that is still Sasha Banks, as she seems to be in a standstill with WD on whether or not she's going to return or not, because she's still disappointed or disgruntled about how things happen with the tag team titles being taken away from her and Bailey and being split up. I've seen a rumor out there that if Sasha Banks and WD do finally get on the same page, even though there's a lot of distance between them at this moment, that Dana Brooke would be the one being taken out and Sasha would be put in her place and they might end up then making her heel, which it's been a while since she's done the heel persona and she could be back to being the legit boss, how she was in NXT. Plus, ideally, I'll say this now, but I'll also repeat it when it comes to prediction time. But I think regardless of what happens with that match at all, that match needs to open up the pay-per-view since Becky Lynch is going to be defending the women's titles twice once against Lacey Evans for the Raw title and Charlotte Flair over for the SmackDown Championship. If a female heel, should I say, if a heel wins the ladder match in the women's uh, Money in the Bank, then there's that suspense of, is she going to try cashing in on Becky when she's most vulnerable? Whether it's in a three-way scenario, uh, changing it like how Seth Rollins did at WrestleMania or waiting for the match to be over and sneak in and take advantage of a down Becky that will always be looming throughout all the Becky's matches as long as they do the women's uh, money in the bank first. 
over on the men's side with the Money in the Bank ladder match, it's a mix of big guys and little guys because you have Braun Strowman, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade, and Randy Orton in there. I personally would have loved to just have Ricochet, Ali, Finn Balor, and Andrade be part of it. Maybe one of the bigger guys be in there, but I'm in a minority probably, but I still am tired of Randy Orton. I've said it uh, before when we did our preview for WrestleMania. He just needs to go away. Baron Corbin is definitely a guy who needs to go away because a lot of the downfall over the disinterest of Monday Night Raw lately I attribute to the fact that Baron Corbin is being shoved down our throats so much and people are tired of that. And that's why the ratings are now falling even below what Impact Wrestling or TNA was doing in 2010. So they got to do something. Get Corbin off this TV for a while. Let things rebuild. It might not necessarily be him, but it's his presentation of how he's being presented on TV is really turning off fans. I really like Drew McIntyre, so I'm okay with him being in there as well. And Braun Strowman, they either need to pull the trigger on him and have him win the title or find something else to do because he's now getting into that one-trick pony uh, scenario. Yeah, you're a big monster. You destroy things. You turn things over. But where's the payoff in the end? Now, if this match only had the four that I've mentioned, Ricochet, Ali, Finn Balor, and Andrade, that's going to be amazing right there with what they're going to end up doing. Of course, somebody like Braun is going to probably put one of them through a ladder and destroy them and break a ladder in half, and that's probably expected. So we'll see how things play out in the men's side. Rounding out the rest of the card for Money in the Bank is Seth Rollins against AJ Styles. They had a contract signing on SmackDown. Correction, on Raw this week. I'm used to so used to AJ Styles being on SmackDown and not on Raw, but they're on Raw, and it turned into a brawl with what might be an attitude adjustment and possible heel turn with AJ. We'll see what happens this Monday on Raw. There's also going to be Roman Reigns taking on Elias from the SmackDown side of things. Miz taking on Shane McMahon in a steel cage match because Shane showed up on Raw to continue his feud with the Miz from WrestleMania, even though he's also somewhat in a feud with Roman Reigns over on SmackDown. So we're going to be spreading Shane out between two TV shows. And of course, for the WWE Championship, Kofi Kingston is going to defend against Kevin Owens. I've heard a lot of things, uh, opinion on what was presented this past week on SmackDown with Kofi and Kevin. And I thought it before I even heard it, but I was at bowling and had Sportsnet playing the show and Kofi came out at the start of the event, like at the start of SmackDown tossing pancakes and still smiling. He's the WWE champion who just got turned on by 
Kevin Owens, who also took out his best friend, Xavier Woods. Why are you coming out a week later, all happy and smiley for the kids and doing your thing, when that should be a moment where you want to focus mean business back to where he was when he destroyed Randy Orton's car and poured paint on it and used a sledgehammer. That's the type of Kofi Kingston that should be right now holding that title, wanting revenge on Kevin Owens for betraying him, taking out his friend, and we got Pancake Thrower. Of course, the show ended with him being angry, but I feel it was almost a little too little too late. Hopefully they fix that all up for this Tuesday on SmackDown. But yeah, the two TV shows this past week were also a little lackluster with only a few highlights, as I just have covered basically in the lead up to Money in the Bank. So with numbers dwindling on both shows ratings wise, they need to find something to turn the ship around. Part of that turning things around might end up happening this week, not guaranteed, but their thought of turning things around because Roman Reigns is saying that he has some business to finish on Raw, even though he is now a SmackDown talent. However, at the same time, WD is posting that Roman is expected elsewhere at a SmackDown Live house show, and he will not be appearing on SmackDown on Raw on Monday. So this could be more just him balking authority and showing up on Monday and maybe for him and a couple others, the brand split will not be existent because they need the visioned star power to go between the two shows just to give boosted ratings. I don't know if that's going to help or not, but they need to do something to get a different direction. Actually, as I was just recording that uh, part about Roman Reigns being needed at SmackDown for a house show, that house show in Corbin, Kentucky, has actually been postponed and moved to another date. They're citing that it was low ticket sales, but because of the low ratings that Raw has had, this is actually going to free up a lot of SmackDown talent, or every SmackDown talent for that matter, to be able to show up in Cincinnati, Ohio this Monday for Raw. It's been reported that this week also on SmackDown, Shane McMahon will be present to crown the new tag team champions as the Hardy Boys actually had to give up the titles due to Jeff needing knee surgery. Now looking at the SmackDown roster, unless they're bringing somebody else in or the authors of pain are ready to come back or they're moving another couple tag teams from Raw, there's currently only four tag teams available on SmackDown. Because you either have The New Day, which Big E is injured, so they're probably out of contention. Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. The B team, or Heavy Machinery. There's only four teams currently on the SmackDown roster. So what's going to happen when Shane awards the titles to somebody. SmackDown also might see the return of Daniel Bryan as his undisclosed injury has been cleared 
and he is set to return to action. This past week, at the NXT tapings, it was announced that there'll be a TakeOver special happening on Saturday, June 1st. And finally, to wrap things up, probably one of the biggest news stories of the week was the fact that at 12 midnight, May 1st, there was a video released by the gentleman formerly known as Dean Ambrose, and it had him in a jail cell, breaking out of jail, and running away from a big dog, and climbing through barbed wire, bleeding, and showing a new name, which is his old name, John Moxley, is returning to wrestling. Now the question mark is, where is he returning to after such a short time after leaving WWE and having that great send-off, which they rarely ever do, if at all. But where is John Moxley going to end up being? They teased a possible thing with dice on a wall that equaled to 25, including also marks on a wall uh, counting off days or whatever, but they totaled up to 25 as well. And speculation is that those could mean something involving AEW and Double or Nothing, which is also on the 25th of May. John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, however he wants to be addressed, is definitely a free agent right now. And he could be the guy who shows up as a surprise at Double or Nothing. Or it could be a big tease for anything. Right at the moment, we're just not sure where he's going to land. But it was a great video if you end up seeing it. Very creative. But you could also tell that he could be seeing like breaking out of prison as being escaping the WWE. And running away from a big dog. Uh, Doran Pincer, which could be representing getting away from Roman Reigns. So there's a lot of symbolism in that video. Make your own speculations. Let us know where you think he's going to end up going. Check out the video on our Facebook page. And that wraps up this week in the news. It's coming. The All Night Freighter from Shockstock. Happening April 26th to the 28th. At the Ramada in London, right here in London, Ontario. If you're not here in London and you have to be in Montreal, Ottawa, or Toronto, you can get on board the bus. Get your tickets now for Shockstock 2019 Horror Bus. It departs Montreal with stops in Ottawa and Toronto. Limited seats are available and the last rooms will be released as well. Get yours today. Plus, don't forget. Photo ops are also available now. Get a professional photo with one of their celebrities, including an in-costume photo with David Howard Thornton as the Art of Clown and Terrifier director Damien Lauren. The only way to get a pic with Art in full costume is with one of these photo ops. Other guests scheduled to appear are the one and only Tim Capello making his way to Shockstock. You'll see Bill Zabub, Matt Putrid Carr, Plus many more guests. It's Canada's original and best horror weekend, Shockstock, the All Night Frighter, happening April 26th to the 28th 
at the Ramada in London. Go to purchase.growticks.com for more information and buy your tickets. Thank you once again for joining me this week's edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. If you have any comments or suggestions, find us over on our Facebook page or send me an email at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Don't forget to share this with your friends and get them to subscribe. You can even earn money by listening to podcasts now since we're on Podcoin. So until next week, have a great week and we'll see you again.